the loneliness of motherhood and how it's actually gotten better since I when I was raised. So this is a three-part series. This is the final video um, or a podcast, or whatever you're, you're you're reading or writing or li reading, listening or watching. Um, and really how this loneliness of motherhood goes beyond responding late to texts and that's really the tip of the iceberg. So in the first video I kind of reminisce about a memory of mine that I have about my own mom and then the second video is about was about how the attempts I've made as a working mom to kind of connect um, and have those more socialization and the complexities and the, the, the difficulties of doing that. So this part is really kind of looking at the how technology for me and social media for me has helped my situation. You know, some might say that since the advent, odd advent of the internet, it's made us more depressed, more lonely, more anxious than the generation who grew up without it. I know it's specifically it's, this, it's the constant strolling, strolling, scrolling uh, through social media and getting access to you know, people's lives who seem to have it all or have it together um, that make us feel inadequate. And this is especially true, and it's actually been a study done with teenage girls and it, it is actually true. But in an eight year longitudinal study, so longitudinal studies is when they look at pe the same people through a period of time, and this was eight years, um, that showed there actually is no relationship between an increased use of social media with an increased um, mental health issues such as anxiety or and or depression. So it's kind of like it happens with teenage girls but not really generally. So I'm kind of like okay it's, I'm just gonna think of my own case. It's a case-by-case -case situation or right? individual basis. For me from my experience social media I think I remember when Facebook came out it was like whoa you're actually like using it and connecting with people you didn't really you haven't heard from in so long and then it became this kind of like people stopped using it for that and it kind of became this just a an explosion of stuff you'd see fake news real news all news just like whoa and then people kind of stopped actually actually posting personal things i mean i remember like seeing people post their entire vacation album on facebook and you kind of kind of scroll through their photos and then now it's like now people don't really do that and if you do that you're like a social media influencer who's like posting a, like pictures of their vacation because you want I don't know because you're trying to influence something so it became this kind of like weird distorted that you had a purpose for posting things rather than just for the for like sharing your life with the you know 100 friends you had now people have like thousands of friends so for my experience I only really upped my social media game when I became a blogger um, so it was kind of like this whoa Facebook posting vacation <laughs> your vacation photos the good, the bad, the ugly, and then now it's like, and then it became this explosion, and now I'm back up again as a blogger with more like trying to get people to to um, resonate, find people who will resonate with my messages, with my story, with my mission to empower individuals to talk about their feelings despite growing up in a culture that hid them. And so I really started amping that up as a blogger, and you know, really trying to sense, seek a sense of belonging. But it also really allowed me to feel normal about things that didn't seem normal, right? As a mom, you know, like from saggy belly skin, you know, Instagram, there's like, there's these really brave women who post raw and real pictures of their bellies after giving birth. And you're like, wow, like, so I'm not this rare kind of like, it's not just me. 
um, to breastfeeding struggles. You know, there's more and more celebrities and in mom and mom bloggers are talk who are talking real and raw about how breastfeeding isn't this magical journey that they had. Um, you know, raw raw articles about the resentment that we hold against our husbands as moms. You know, and as a millennial, I grew up in that meme culture and, you know, finding things that are weird, funny or oddly gratifying, right? If you've ever seen those videos where they're like, just like putting things perfectly aligned, you know, like whether they're putting, I don't know, like putting tiles on the floor and it's just so gratifying to see them perfectly lined up. So realizing that these things that you find weird, funny, oddly gratifying, you're not the only one, that's like... Our generation, right? It's, it's really dry. To me, I think it drives our generation's sense of humor. Um, and connecting with moms from all parts of the world, either directly or indirectly, just kind of following them. They've got like millions of followers or tens of thousands of followers. It's made me feel that inevitable loneliness of motherhood a little more tolerable. It's something that my mom didn't have when she was, she, had, she was a mom with young kids. I mean, we've all seen that screenshot where a mom, that the social media post where a mom screenshots her kind of chat with another fellow mom. And it's because it was something like this, like, hey, we need to meet up soon. And then responds, yeah, totally, we should figure out a time. And then it's like a year later, oh my God, we, we let's get the kids together. And then it's like, yes, we haven't seen each other for so long. And then another year later is, Oh my God, saw your pictures. Can't believe your son's two already. And the next is like, I know. And you're having your second? Crazy. And they don't meet up, right? Until, right? And, and it literally comes down to like, that chat's gonna happen. And it's not about being flakiness, right? When you're in your, before kids, that flakiness of like, oh, we need to meet up. And then the other person's like, yeah, we need to meet up. And then you kind of like flake out on each other or you start one person flakes on the other more that, you know, that's kind of an, an issue because, you know, if your friends are flaking out on you and kind of telling you'll meet on this day or this night and then at the last minute they cancel on you, that's not cool, right? Um, but with moms, it's almost like this weird, in, invisible understanding that we have so many other things. We have these other commitments in our lives that it's not that we're flaking out on each other because it's just more like we've got shit that we need to do, like real shit. But this whole thing, this kind of mutual understanding starts to taper down as the kids get older. Because like for me, it's, it's only temporary until the kids, the kids get older. My kids are both under five. So they're, neither of them are in school yet. They're, um, and I've come to an acceptance slowly. Um, that I will not be able to live up to the expectations of my seven-year-old self. So in my first video, I share with you um, a story about my mom meeting a stranger and striking up a conversation, this budding connection, and then they don't end up being friends. And I'm telling myself, I'm not gonna be like that. I'm gonna be this, you know, this, this, mom, that ha this mom that has tons of friends and constantly meeting with people and, and making friends all every day and all day, right? Really, that, that expectation that has a seven-year-old, I won't be able to meet that is until my kids are older and they won't need to need me as much. When I can just pick up and go, will be the day when I can do more, you know, hanging out, enjoying happy hour with the girls, 
you know, going on a hike with my kids and the mom's kids because you don't, you know, when you, when your kids are older, going to the car isn't this like crazy, like, oh my God, we're gonna remember this, remember that, did take a nap, you pack the snacks, blah, blah, blah. If they're just like, if they're in their grade school years, you can just like, okay, let's go, go pee, let's go, right? Like put your shoes on, I don't care if you, like, just, just go. And you just hop into the car seat and they can just buckle themselves in and you, off you go. But when they're young, it's like you just have this entire process you have to follow before you actually leave the house. You know, to trying out a new bubble place, bubble tea place, to, you know, getting brunch and really taking my time to enjoy the coffee refills instead of rushing back home because you know, you know, you need to go back home. And, or just even going on a day trip, like to the, to the island um, and taking the ferry out to the island and, and, and ferrying it back late at night, right? And so accepting this reality that this loneliness and admitting that this loneliness is real and it's okay because it will get better that there is light at the end of the tunnel that right now it's, it's tough, but you'll get through it really allows me to go all in with my kids right now. Um, I get to really enjoy my time with them, really be able to live in the moment being present while they're still so young. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, there are still definitely days, not often, that I get a mild case of FOMO, like the fear of missing out whenever, you know, like we'd be going to the grocery store and there's like a nice, really cool, fancy pub nearby. Um, and you see like a group of 20 something year old women dressed in the nines, like makeup all decked out. I remember those days, like I loved just, you know, like taking hours to 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 get ready and putting music on and putting your makeup on and choosing your outfits trying on a bunch of different outfits just to get the perfect and then and then meeting up with your friends and you're all decked out it's just it's such a fun time and you know and then watching that from afar having them seeing them giggling and going walking to the restaurant in their stilettos i miss my i miss my stilettos i don't but you know there will come a time when i can whip those out again but like i see that and i get a little bit of fomo but i remind myself of the joys that i do experience like having my daughter hug me at the end of the day you know saying constantly i like you mom i really really like you i only like you i love you i love you i love you mom you know like she'll just randomly say that the like the other day i was in i was like buckling her in her car seat and then she just said to me which is in in cantonese um or in english is i really like you there will be a time it's in that, that they'll be hooked on their phones glued to the screen sleeping over at their best friend's house you know and i i will get to go out again and i'm certain that will happen because my mom is an example of this. So going back full circle to my mom, when I talked about in the first video where my mom just like had that conversation with a stranger, didn't end up going anywhere. Seeing my mom reconnect with her old friends is really, really reassuring and uplifting for me. The other day, my mom tells me that she went out for lunch with an old friend. And I'm like, what? And she's like, yeah, we caught up on good times, you know, and, you know, updating on each with each other and what's been going on with her lives, how much they love being grandmas and, you know, how reti being retired was treating, what the retirement life was treating them. And so I was like, what? How? Like, I was like, how did you guys reconnect? And she's like, well, she just called my home phone 
and then asked to go for lunch. We went to the white spot and we added each other on WhatsApp now. And I was like, okay, WhatsApp. Like, then I start asking her, well, who else do you have on WhatsApp? And she shows me her phone. And I was like, had this like kind of like, I guess, expectation that she would just have like her Chan family group chat, that's it. And then maybe of course me, like individual chats with her daughters and then obviously not with my dad because they like they'll just talk to each other and then maybe that one friend but like my mom's actually part of multiple group chats like she has like she has like a group chat with the girlfriends she made in winnipeg when she first immigrated here in the 1970s and then she has another one with all the people in her cohort for when she was like she was in the some sort of cadet program in hong kong when she was growing up as a teenager and or i think it was a teenager or 20s or something like that it's like a, it's like a cadet program and she had like you know like that cohort had an entire group that she belonged to and then there were some groups in chinese i couldn't read i don't understand like so i don't know but there was a bunch of groups and then so there were like so then there'd be mornings when i drop off my daughter and she'd be sitting on the piano bench in the living room just like giggling to herself just going through her phone and scrolling through her chats and then like and then she'd be like looking at funny videos that like her friends sent her and she'd like be giggling and like and then she'd like and i'd be like what's going on and she'd show me her phone and she'd like and we'd both watch like a video of a monkey playing tricks on other monkeys like throwing stuff like one monkey was in the trees and then like throwing rocks at another monkey on the on the ground and the monkey's like like wondering what's going on and then she'd be like oh isn't this silly like can't believe how those sneaky monkeys are like oh this person sent it to me and blah 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 knowing that like knowing and watching my mom like be an example of how she's reconnected makes me reassured that reconnecting with old friends will be easier because contrary to my mom's generation i have this little device called a phone that allows me to stay connected and i have an ability to text anyone or anyone not anyone but like any any person i want to text at any time um you know like during a bout of frustration after having yelled at my kids or in the wee hours when I barely got, when barely had two hours of sleep and our baby's teething. Um, instead of talking on the phone, that could potentially wake up the baby that's sleeping on my shoulder or, you know, just waking up anyone. And I know, and I know if I don't get a text back immediately, like if the, the person doesn't respond right back, I, I don't get offended because there's that mutual understanding between, between people, between moms, that it's not like you need that immediate response. You know how you've seen those memes where like, like you have like one text and then the next text is like, I don't know, it, it doesn't occur like that. Um, there's this mutual understanding that a red receipt means she heard me, she gets me, she feels me, even if she doesn't respond to me immediately. That she's not ignoring me, she's not forget about, she hasn't forgotten about me. She's just juggling a hundred other things just like me and so and and this understanding illustrated by social media like all those, those mom blogs those sites that you can follow it's like yeah we have that mutual understanding and like i can send pictures and videos of my kids to my friends to see how, to show them how they're growing and then they can send pictures of their kids and videos of their kids to show me how they're growing and 
like I'm confident that even though I'm not able to see my friends physically as much as I did before kids, that connection is there and it's continuously growing and maintaining in the digital world. And we're all just waiting patiently to have a little bit more time and space to reconnect in the physical world. And especially during this time of COVID, we've really rediscovered our ability to connect with one another virtually. When or if that time comes and, you know, I see a mom in the bedding aisle and we just seem to hit it off, will I ask her for her number? Sure, yeah, if I remember to. But if not, right, like, you know, when I get home, I could find her if I know her name and find her and add her on social media. So let me know how you deal with this bout of this loneliness that happens with motherhood. What your thoughts are on social media use? Has it been useful for you to curb that motherhood, loneliness of motherhood, or is that more of a toxic tool? Let me know. Hey guys, it's Catherine here. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you loved this or you resonated with this and found value in my content, please hit the subscribe button and thank you so much from the bottom of my heart.